Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific time, only on Netflix. I've been thinking a lot lately about that famous scene in On the Waterfront, when Marlon Brando confronts his brother Charlie, a low-level member of a crime syndicate, about his failed career as a boxer. I would play it for you, but I'm a temp, moving from menial office job to menial office job, and this is a podcast, so I don't have a lot of money to throw around for film rights or whatever, and by not a lot of money I mean no money, and I don't even know how you get film rights— But basically, it's the scene where he tells his brother, I could have been a contender, Charlie. I could have been somebody instead of a bum, which is what I am. Marlon Brando was just 30 when he won the Oscar for Best Actor in that movie. Now, I'm 38 years old, and I'm not as handsome as Marlon Brando, and I don't have any Oscars. And I'm not credited with bringing method acting to the movie industry and revolutionizing the art of on-screen performance for generations. Nor am I a boxer like his character Terry, and my brother doesn't work for a crime syndicate, and I've never worked as a longshoreman in New Jersey. But I do still find this clip to be almost eerie in its similarity to my own situation. Except unlike Terry, I didn't take a dive. I was forcibly kept from my full potential. If things had gone differently and my well-mapped-out path to success and stardom had proceeded as planned, then I too could have had class and been somebody real class instead of a bum, which is what I am. Or at least, it's what I have been for the past 25 years, ever since that fateful day when I was robbed of my chance to perform in the 1993 Tappan Junior High School talent show. But just like how Marlon Brando's Terry in On the Waterfront, the movie I've been talking about this whole time, eventually stands up to the mobbed-up union boss, Johnny Friendly, I decided it was time to stand up to my past. I went back to my hometown in search of answers. What really happened at the 1993 Tappan Junior High School talent show? And why did it ruin my life? Hey, Benji, it's Gabe. Oh, sorry, Gabe, uh... Gabe, from school. Gabe, Gabe from growing up? Yes. Oh my god. Uh, hey, man, what, what's up? Are you still, like, a... Temp, a yeah. A temp at a law office? Yeah. Uh, temping at a hospital now, but still, at uh... A, oh. Still temping, yeah. Like a temp doctor or like a... No, like a temp temp, like a like a sit at a computer doing data entry temp just at a... The office is like at a hospital, so... 
They don't really let... Oh. I mean, you can't be a temp doctor, I don't think. Yeah, probably smart. That makes sense. Sorry. Um, so, what's up? Do you remember the talent show that we had in junior high school? It got... The one that got cut short in... Uh, it was like 1993. Yeah, I remember. I remember that. It was like a... It was like a whole big thing that day. It was like a, it was in the newspaper. Right? So I was thinking what I want to do is like, I want to come home and just talk to people about what they remember about that day and about the show and sort of do like an oral history of it. And then, um, you know, I just thought like maybe doing that would help me get to the bottom of the whole thing. To get to the bottom of what happened at the uh, canceled junior high school talent show 25 years ago? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know there was. There's. I didn't think there was like a mystery element to it. Uh, you know, to make sense of it and then like put it behind us and like be yeah, able to, yeah, and be able no, to like yeah, move forward to in our lives. It makes it sound like like you're investigating. Yeah, but that's well, that sounds really good, man. That sounds like a great thing. And I guess just let me know. You know, when you're officially like in town and maybe we can grab a drink or get. No, I. Oh, sorry. Uh, That's actually like a big part of why I was calling was um, to see if you could pick me up from the airport. Benji was my best friend in elementary school and junior high, but we grew apart in high school and we've barely spoken in years. But those early friendships, the ones you make in childhood, are so special and formative, they can withstand almost anything, probably. And I was pretty sure that we would be back to our old ways in no time. Besides, I needed a place to stay now that my parents have retired to Arizona. As the plane descended through the clouds to Detroit Metro Airport, I even allowed myself to get a little excited about our impending reunion. Perhaps I'd not only gain insight into the most singularly pivotal moment in my young life, but I might even regain a best friend. When I was growing up, the Detroit airport was dilapidated and neglected. But in recent years, they built two entirely new gleaming terminals with an indoor monorail and high-end dining options. Where the past was gloomy and discouraging, the future is bright and hopeful. Was this second-tier metropolitan airport actually a metaphor for my current attempt to transform my bewildering and demoralizing past into a brightened and energized path forward? Or was it just a fucking airport? Yeah, so, uh, yeah, like I said, it, it feels like I'm in the partner track, but gotta be patient with these things, so. So what's your plan? I don't have a plan, per se. Feels like maybe you should have come up with a plan first. What do you think my plan should be? I can't come up with your plan for you. This is your revisionist history project? It's not revisionist history. I just want to understand what happened so I can get some closure. You want closure? Yeah. Well, here's some closure for you. Junior high school was 25 years ago. Whatever. Wow. You can't even do this without me helping you, can you? I can do this myself. <laughs> You could talk to Marissa. She's still in town. She was pride captain. I can do this myself. I can do this myself. I don't need your help. My name is Marissa Marquez. Marissa was one of the popular girls in school. She was pretty, and she shopped at the mall, and her mom packed Boku juice boxes in her lunch, which, if you remember from the star-studded Richard Lewis TV commercials, was the sophisticated, high-society juice box. 
She was the house leader of the Supersonics homeroom, and she was boyfriend and girlfriend with Troy Stockton, which only raised her profile even more. Thirteen-year-old me would never have believed that I'd be in the same room with Marissa Marquez, let alone having a private one-on-one conversation. But here we are. We went to school together. I don't know if you remember it. Tappan Junior High? That's where I went, yeah. You went there? Yeah, no, we, I went there. We both went there. We actually had, like, a lot of a lot of classes together, like most, uh, almost all of our classes. Oh. It's okay. We had a lot of classes together. You were very busy. It, that doesn't matter. Do I mean, you, that's neither. Do you look the same? Or do you look, are you one of those kids who, like, looked really different? Like, I look a little different than I did then. You probably didn't have a beard. <laughs> I did. I did not. I did not. That took a long. That took a long time, actually. Uh, well, I'm sorry. I don't remember you. I don't want you to be offended. I just. I kind of only remember like my friends. You know what I mean? So well. So maybe one thing that you do remember from junior high, because uh, this is what I've sort of been going around asking people about. But like, do you remember the eighth grade talent show? Um, I don't. It got. It was the one that got cut short. It got. It, we started it and then it ended very quickly i kind i don't honestly like i spent most of eighth grade making out with my boyfriend troy do you remember troy like i'm guessing you do if you remember me <clears throat> yeah i remember troy yes oh it was in the gym yeah it was the talent show okay because i was under the bleachers like making out with troy and then we were moved outside and there were bleachers there too so we just were like let's go over there and kept it going but yeah <laughs> cool um right do you remember the actual talent show at all or just being under the bleachers i remember that we had talent shows like i wasn't that checked out and i mean i feel like from you saying that i do remember it just based on like what you said right like so do you remember danny z juggling or like the candied hams no i wouldn't have watched that well i was i I will admit that i was not super focused on the candied hams because i was getting into my own space you know, for my performance, which did not happen. Um, but, you know, I... Do you actually remember stuff from junior high? Because I feel like no one does, and you're not supposed to. <laughs> I do, yeah. Um, I do. I but Don't you feel like you're supposed to kind of, like, do so much in your life that you kind of forget about, like, what happened when you were 12 or whatever? Tappan Middle School was built in 1976. And the legend around school was that the architect was famous for building prisons. In retrospect, it makes sense that an architect who specializes in large-scale municipal structures would be able to wrap his mind around both a prison and a school. But in our young minds, this was clear proof that we were the unwitting lab rats in a social experiment gone awry. All of the normal rage, frustration, confusion, horniness, and directionless excitement that comes with being a 13-year-old is somehow more acute, more hormonal, when you believe that you are in a literal mental institution. The leap from he built prisons to this is a fucking psych ward is a natural one for a 13-year-old, and we all seem to make it without ever even discussing it. It was that special mental telepathy the young have that allows people from coast to coast to know when the word bling has gone out of fashion or what day exactly you should stop pegging your jeans. But we weren't that far off in many respects. A junior high school is a sort of mental institution, both places being constructed to keep its residents from running the streets, setting fire to literally everything in their path. 
the line between the criminally insane and the average 13-year-old is dangerously thin, a fact that our teachers understood all too well. There was Mrs. Lubitsch, who snuck capfuls of cold medicine from her desk all year round, whether it was flu season or not. There was Mr. Peterson, who on more than one occasion was heard telling a student to shut the fuck up before I fucking never quite finishing his sentence, before collapsing into tears and running out of the room. And there were the countless teachers whose names I can't even recall, who simply quit mid-semester rather than be tortured to death by us, the inmates. In other words, it was a typical junior high. So if you could just state your name for the microphone. Jordan Zinke. Do you, how's it going, Jordan? Do you remember me from school? Yeah, you look familiar. Uh, I remember that shirt. Uh, you remember my shirt? Yeah, I remember. I mean, maybe you didn't wear Maybe someone else wore that shirt. The shirt stands out in my mind for some reason. Right. I mean, it was 23 years ago, so I yeah, so I didn't. I don't. So it's easy to remember a shirt. Like, we're face. our faces look different. Our faces look different, and I don't think I own a single scrap of clothing from junior high. Like, I don't wear any clothes that I used to wear. Do you? Bummer, dude. Yeah, no, I'm still in pretty good shape. I could wear all my junior high shit. I throw on the lacrosse equipment every weekend. All right. Um, so I don't know if Benji talked to you about this at all, but basically I'm doing like an oral history of the 1993 Tappan Junior High School talent show. So if you could just, anything that you remember about that day, if you could tell me, that'd be, that'd be great. Okay. Do you know what an oral history is? Um, uh, so an oral history basically is, let's say there's a famous event. Like what's a famous event that you can think of? Uh, I saw Memphis Bell in the theater with Matthew Broderick when I was younger. Okay. Uh like I okay, like personally I would have said like World War II, 9/11. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, that's mine. 9/11. That one's mine. Okay. So for my at least for me, an oral history, it's basically any event in history that we both remember. Uh-huh. We just will get we we collect those stories of what people remember. To have like an oral, hi- oral is like the spoken story, an uh, oral history of that event. So like was like a, the Navajos. like the Navajos was a good example, but I'll, I'll actually explain why I think it doesn't work for us here. It It's an, the purpose of an oral history is to collect personal stories. Oh, fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. <laughs> right. So. What college you go to? I went to uh, Ithaca for uh, 12 weeks. Okay, so let's say that I was doing an oral history of Ithaca College. All right. See, now you're okay. That's where, that's where Trisha Weber went. So I would come to you and I would say, Jordan, what do you remember of Ithaca College? Oof. Uh, what's the. What's the game where you have like uh, ten cups each and you're like throwing ping pong beer balls? Pong. Yes, pong. yes, beer pong. I remember beer pong. What's the game where um, you have like one gun and then there's one bullet and everyone's like spinning it Russian, in the chamber? Russian roulette. Russian roulette. So those are the two big things I remember from my time time in Ithaca. Yeah. So you went to college for twelve weeks, during which time you played Russian roulette. Uh, yeah, and beer pong. Right. And so then, okay, so then then I would go to Trisha Weber, and I would say, Trisha, what do you remember of Ithaca College? And between your story 
of oral history and her story. Now we're starting to put together an oral history. Does that make sense? Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I get it now. So, it's like a comic book, but without any other drawings. Exactly. Exactly. So what I'm doing is I'm putting together one of those, what we just walked through, uh, but for the 1993 Tappan Junior High School talent show. So anything you remember from school, from the talent show, that would be really helpful. So just any memories you have. Um, none. Can I get a copy of this tape? If you could just say your name into the microphone. Mina Wallace. So I, if you could just tell me what you remember about the 1993 Tappan Junior High School talent show. Am I going to be on TV? I mean, there's no TV cameras. You can see that, right? I saw on, like, E! that sometimes on Keeping Up with the Kardashians, they hide the cameras and, like, you don't know that they're there. And that's, like, why it looks so real. No, that's a good point um, about E! Did you see Housewives last night? No. Bethany just had so many quips, and I just feel like that's what I'm like. And honestly, like, you can build an empire. Like, Bethany, Nini. First you get on the show. Then you get your own show, which I would definitely get my own show. I'd be one of those people. And then, like, from there you get, like, endorsement deals, and, like, you can start, like, a skincare line. Like, it's more like what your interests are. Like, for me, I'm really into fingernails. Sometimes at nail salons, people I don't know will be like, do you think this looks good on my nail? They don't even know me, but they can see that I have good taste. Like, I've always had that thing that I think people talk about. Like, it? You know what I mean? Like, when the magazines are like, the newest it girl, like, sometimes I'm like, that is me. I I don't know how to say this. I'm not trying to be rude. You're an orthodontist in southeastern Michigan. Like, I don't know that you're an it girl. You're, like, in your late 30s. I don't know if you read magazines or articles, but... I read I, magazines and articles, yeah. Okay, well, don't interrupt me. There's this thing. See if you can follow me. It's called Toxic Masculinity. And I am what I am, and you are what you are, and you don't get to say what I am or what I can be. Do you remember what happened at the 1993 Tappan Junior High School talent show or not? Because it doesn't really feel like you do. You're looking at like you don't remember this at all. That's what kind of my point. Do I look okay? Like, I really want to be on TV. No, yeah. I'm, being on TV would be cool. And another thing, you can't stay here. I don't know if you thought you were staying here, but... Well, where am I supposed to go? <laughs> this is what I'm talking about. You came here with no plan. Let's get a drink. Fine. Fine. Old Town was always the local townie bar, a place for worn-out school teachers, off-duty cops, gassy drunks, and ex-hippies. If you were young and vibrant and alive, you went to Rick's or the 8-Ball. No one under 30 stepped foot inside Old Town. In the flush of youth, we looked at it as a retirement community that served alcohol. And now here we are, Benji and I, two guys in their late 30s, stopping in for a nice, quiet drink. And we actually appreciated that the lights were bright enough to see each other. My God, those lights were bright enough that we could actually see what we had become. Boring old losers. Maybe Benji was right. Maybe I was tilting at windmills, which is a reference to Don Quixote, a book that always seemed so relevant to my own situation, despite the fact that I've never read it. It's too long. 
Don Quixote, a delusional old man, goes on what is now known as a quixotic, I think it's how you pronounce it, quest, to become a hero, but just keeps yelling at stuff and falling off his horse or whatever. Like I said, I haven't read it, but maybe that was me, graying, deluded, straying too far from home, chasing a sad dream that would never be realized, if I could even remember what the dream was in the first place. Holy shit. What? The end of the bar, is that who I think it is? Probably. Principal Stevens himself, the primary authority figure at Tappan Junior High School from 1987 to 1994, sitting at the far end of the bar. A man who would most certainly remember the 1993 Tappan Junior High School talent show. A man who was a fully formed adult at the time, whose memory would not be clouded by the hormonal fog of adolescence. Who better to talk to about what really happened that day? Principal Stevens, is that you? Principal Stevens? I haven't been called Principal Stevens in years. I knew it was you. Oh, I told my friend Benji. I was like, that's totally him. I'm going to go talk to him. Your friend? Benji. Benji, he was one of your students as well. My name is Gabe. I was one of your students. Good for you. uh, Thank you. Uh, I'm just trying to ask a few questions about the 1993 Tappan Junior High School talent show. Do you remember that? No. It got cut short. There was a bomb scare. What do you want, kid? Okay, great. So... It's basically this moment that has just haunted me for my entire life, and I really want to get to the bottom of it and understand what happened, and I was hoping that... Toby, Toby, this dickhead won't leave me alone. Hey, I'm not a dickhead. I'm a former student. Okay, this former student dickhead won't leave me alone. I'm just trying to have a drink here. And I don't know what he's talking about. I'm talking. Okay, Toby. That was like a hundred years ago. Who are you? So, how'd it go? Shut up, Benji. What was Principal Stevens trying to hide? Why wouldn't he talk to me? Despite Benji gloating over what he perceived as yet another failure on my part, could it be that I was actually on to something after all? I had always been upset about what happened the day of the talent show, but as the years went by, I had started to wonder if it wasn't just in my head. If I wasn't blowing things out of proportion like Benji was always saying, and my mom, and my therapist, and the guy at Radio Shack that I used to have super friendly conversations with at the register when I was buying batteries before all the Radio Shacks closed, and nothing uses batteries anymore anyway. But seeing Principal Stevens, and how quickly he shut me down and avoided my questions, made me think that maybe it wasn't all in my head. If Principal Stevens didn't want to talk about it, maybe the others didn't either. Why? All week I'd been feeling like no one else even remembered the talent show, but perhaps they remembered it perfectly well and were just keeping it from me. Again, I had to ask myself, why? Was I simply asking the wrong questions, or was there something more sinister at work? One thing was clear, my work here was not done. Just when I had been ready to give up, Principal Stevens had thrown me a lifeline. Before I could talk to anyone else about it, I needed to sit down and clarify some of my own thoughts about what happened back in 1993, how it affected me, and why I was so determined to get to the bottom of it. Junior high school is an awkward time for almost everyone. Puberty and the looming threat of sex, gym class and school dances. But it was especially difficult for me. I was smaller than the other kids, and anxious, and my mom made me wear hand-me-down clothes. I never owned a pair of Jerbo jeans, and I still wonder if a single pair of Jerbo jeans couldn't have turned the whole miserable enterprise around. 
A kid can be confident in Jerbo jeans. It's not just about the economic status it confers, although economic status is certainly a huge part of junior high school, as important to 13-year-olds as it is to most adults. No, Jerbo jeans are flattering, modern-cut jeans. Jerbo jeans look just as good in American literature class as they do on the dance floor at the fall fling. Jerbo jeans are day to night. But I never owned Jerbo jeans, so why are we even talking about them? They haunt me in my dreams. Jerbo dreams. For kids nowadays, it seems even more complicated with sexting and Snapchat and bullies. I'm fairly confident that if I was in junior high school today, I wouldn't be, because I'd be dead. But it was tough enough for me back then. I'm not sure how I survived, if you can even call this survival. Kids made fun of me, if they even noticed me at all. But inside, things were happening. I'm not just talking about getting horny for the first time. I'm talking about a developing sense of self, a budding artistry, an inkling of ambition. One day I would leave this town in all of its petty, pedestrian, provincial trappings. I would move to New York City or Los Angeles and make a name for myself. One day the kids who picked on me would look back on how they treated little Gabe Delahaye, and while the path to stardom was long and I was only 13, I knew where it started. Just as Robert Frost saw a road diverge in the wood from which he took the road less traveled, and Dorothy's yellow bricks emanated from a crushed witch all the way to the Emerald City and other examples of people starting on a journey, my first steps would be taken at the 1993 Tappan Junior High School talent show. A successful performance there would get my peers talking. I'd probably get seen by a scout for the local theater troupe who would see me for the diamond-shaped lump of coal that I was. From there, I would get a scholarship to a performing arts school, maybe Juilliard, or if there was something better than Juilliard. And then I would go there. Freshly graduated from Juilliard or the better school than Juilliard, I would start my career in New York to earn my credibility as an artist. I'd spend a few years in the grottos of Broadway before moving to Hollywood, where I would cash in my chips and earn my real fortune. I could see it all so clearly, as if Lady Luck herself had gently placed a hand on the small of my back and was now ushering me into the spotlight. I even knew what I would perform. Tia Carrere's Ballroom Blitz. I would play you a clip, but again, I am a temp, and I don't have any money, and I have no idea how you get clips. In 1992, the movie Wayne's World was released, along with its soundtrack, including Tia Carrere's Ballroom Blitz. I would perform this song at the 1993 Tappan Junior High School talent show, and the rest would be history. It would blow the roof off, bring down the house, burn down the mountains, shred the curtains, other metaphors. It was going to be a huge success. A success that was tragically ended before it could even begin. With no performance of Tia Carrere's Ballroom Blitz, there was no Juilliard or a school that's better than Juilliard. With no Juilliard, there's no budding career on Broadway. And without Broadway, Hollywood and the silver screen became impossible. It was as if Lady Luck had placed her hand on the small of my back, but instead of ushering me into the spotlight... She had shoved me down the stairs, breaking my fucking neck. Now, it's not like I expected to ever recover from this debilitating accident. I was not so naive as to think that somehow by asking Principal Stevens a few questions, my shattered dreams would somehow stitch themselves back together. I knew that bird would never fly again. But my hope, such as it might be called, was to have my day in court, to put Lady Luck on the stand and have her look my paralyzed ambition in the face and say, Look! Look at what you did to this poor, sweet, incredibly talented boy. And the jury would say, guilty! And the judge would say, sustained! And Lady Luck would be dragged to the electric chair and executed. I don't know that much about how actual courts work, and I know that we're still dealing in clumsy metaphor here, but I do think you get the general idea. 
I'd been hitting dead ends all week. Marissa Marquez, Mina Wallace, Jordan Zinke, none of them seemed able or willing to shed any meaningful light on the subject. But I realized I was getting ahead of myself. Here I was, banging down doors and forcing old classmates who barely even remembered that I existed to frame this event for me, hoping that virtual strangers would exonerate the past, when there was still one obvious person I hadn't even bothered asking about it. Someone that I knew had some memory of the 1993 Tappan Junior High School talent show. And if he couldn't answer my questions, no one else would. Please state your name. Are you serious? For the record, like, just do it in the tape recorder. Ugh. Benji Cohen. And do you remember the 1993 Tappan Junior High School talent show? We've already talked about Could you please just tell me what you remember from that day? This is ridiculous. Is it? Yes. Look, you know me almost better than anyone, man, okay? You know what the talent show meant to me. You know that I was ready to dedicate my life to performance, a life on the stage. And I really think, and you might not agree with me, admittedly, but I really think that if I'd just gotten to do my performance of Tia Carrere's Ballroom Blitz, and I'm not saying it would have gotten Hollywood breaking down my door, but it would have proven something meaningful to myself and to my peers, and it would have given me the confidence I needed to make a real go of it, you know? And instead of drifting through my 20s and stumbling into some dead-end job at direct mail marketing firm or temping at a hospital, it would have started me down my path, and I could have been a contender. Okay, Benji? I could have been somebody. Instead of a temp at a hospital, which is what I am. So please, Benji, tell me what you remember from the 1993 Tappan Junior High School talent show. A man died. That's what I remember. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. Next time on an oral history of the 1993 Tappan Junior High School talent show. Do I remember it? Let me ask you this. Does a duck remember its first haircut? I don't know. Yeah, man, I remember it. I remember it. Okay, cool. Personally, I think the audience could have been a little more generous in their response to the Taco Bell dog becomes a vampire. Yo, quiero suck your blood! (laughs) 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 But of course, you know, my signature character, Principal Schmeevens, brought the house down. Classic. It was, that was legendary, Very man. cool. Yeah. That was awesome. Oh. Thank you. An Oral History of the 1993 Tappan Junior High School Talent Show is a production of Stitcher. It was created by Gabe Delahaye and produced by Little Everywhere and Tiffany Square. Executive producers are Chris Bannon and Jenny Rattelet. It stars Sean Clements, John Daly, John Gabris, Lauren Lapkus, Tia Carrer, Tom Sharpling, Lakshmi Sundaram, and Andrew T. Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific time, only on Netflix. Want to make mom's day? 
Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack. Fragrance, jewelry, luxury bags, activewear, beauty, and more. Save on Kate Spade, New York, Stuart Weitzman, and Ted Baker, London. Great brands, great prices. So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just $30.